0: Bug Jargal by Victor Hugo, Chapter 35 I was paralyzed with horror at this scene, in which I every moment expected to play an important part. The avenger of humanity had gazed on the struggle of his two victims without flinching. When all was over, he turned to his terrified pages. "'Bring me more tobacco,' said he, and began to chew calmly." The Obi and Rigaud were impassable, and the Negroes appeared terrified at the horrible drama that their general had caused to be enacted before them. One white man, however, yet remained to be slaughtered. It was I. My turn had come. I cast a glance upon the murderer who was about to become my executioner. He had some pity for me. His lips were violet, his teeth chattered, a convulsive tremor caused every limb to quiver, making him totter. By a mechanical movement, his hand was continually passed over his forehead, as if to obliterate the traces of the blood. And he looked with an air of terrified wonder at the bleeding body which lay at his feet. His haggard eyes could not take themselves from his victim. I waited for the moment when he would resume his task by my blood— I was in a strange position with this man. He had already failed to kill me to prove he was white. He was going to murder me to show that he was a mulatto. "'Come,' said Biasu, addressing him. "'That is good. I am pleased with you, my friend.' Then, glancing at me, he added, "'You need not finish the other one. Go away. We declare you one of us and name you Executioner to the Army.' At these words of the chief, a negro stepped out of the ranks, bowed three times before Biassou and cried out in his jargon, which I will translate into French to facilitate matters. "'And I, general?' "'Well, what do you want?' asked biassou "'Are you going to do nothing for me, general?' asked the negro. "'Here you give an important post to this dog of a white, who murders in order to prove that he is one of ourselves.' "'Have you no post to give to me, who am a true black?' This unexpected request seemed to embarrass Biasu. He leaned toward Rigaud, and the chief of the Assembly of K whispered to him in French. "'You can't satisfy him. Try to elude his request.' "'You wish for promotion, then?' asked Biasu, of the true black. "'Well, I am willing enough to grant it to you. "'What grade do you wish?' I wish to be an officer.' "'An officer,' replied the General. "'And what are your claims to the epaulette founded on?' "'It was I,' answered the Negro, emphatically, "'who set fire to the house of Lagoselt in the first day of August last. "'It was I who murdered Monsieur Clément, the planter, "'and carried the head of his sugar refiner on my pike. "'I killed ten white women and seven small children.' one of whom, on the point of a spear, served as a standard for Buckman's brave blacks. Later on, I burnt alive the families of four colonists, whom I had locked up in a strong room of Fort Galifay. My father was broken on the wheel at Cap, my brother was hung at Rocru, and I narrowly escaped being shot. I have burnt three coffee plantations, six indigo estates, and two hundred acres of sugarcane." "'I murdered my master, Monsieur Noé, and his mother. "'Spare us the recital of your services,' said Rigaud, "'whose feigned benevolence was the mask for real cruelty, "'but who was ferocious with decency "'and could not listen to this cynical confession "'of deeds of violence. "'I could quote many others,' continued the Negro proudly, "'but you will no doubt consider that these are sufficient "'to ensure my promotion.' and to entitle me to wear a gold epaulette on my coat, like my comrades there. He pointed to the aide-de-camp and the staff of Biasou. The general affected to reflect for a few minutes, and then gravely addressed these words to the negro. I am satisfied with your services, and should be pleased to promote you, but you must satisfy me on one point. Do you understand Latin? The astonished negro opened his eyes widely, and said, "'Eh, hey, General?' "'Yes,' repeated Biasu quickly. "'Do you understand Latin?' "'Lat—Latin?' stammered the astonished Negro. "'Yes, yes, yes, Latin. "'Do you understand Latin?' said the cunning chief. And, unfolding a banner upon which was embroidered the verse from the Psalms, "'In exitu Israel de Egipto." he added, "'Explain the meaning of these words.' The negro, in complete ignorance of what was meant, remained silent and motionless, fumbling with the waistband of his trousers, whilst his astonished eyes wandered from the banner to the general, and from the general back to the banner. "'Come, go on,' exclaimed Biasu, impatiently. The negro opened and shut his mouth several times, "'scratched his head, and at last said hesitatingly, "'I don't understand it, General.' "'Biasu's face took on an expression of anger and indignation. "'How, scoundrel?' cried he. "'How? "'You wish to become an officer, and you do not understand Latin.' "'But, General,' stammered the confused and trembling Negro. "'Silence!' roared Biasu whose anger appeared to increase. I do not know what prevents me from having you shot at once for your presumption. Do you understand, Rigo, this impertinent officer, who does not even know Latin? Well then, idiot, as you do not understand what is written on this banner, I will explain. In exitu, every soldier, Israel, who does not understand Latin, de Egypto, cannot be made an officer. Is it not that, reverend sir? The little Obi bowed his head in the affirmative, and Biasu continued. This brother of whom you are jealous, and whom I have appointed executioner, understands Latin. He turned to the new executioner. Is it not true, my friend? Prove to this blockhead that you know more than he does. What is the meaning of Dominus Vobiscum? The unhappy half-caste, roused from his gloomy reverie by the dreaded voice, raised his head, and though his brain was still troubled by the cowardly murder that he had just committed, terror compelled him to be obedient. There was something pitiable in his manner. As this man searched in his mind for some remembrance of his school days, in the midst of his terrible feelings and remorse, he repeated, in the tone of a child saying its lessons— Dominus vobiscum. That means, May the Lord be with you. Et cum spiritu tuo, added the mysterious Obi, solemnly. Amen, repeated Biasu. Then, resuming his angry tone and mingling with his reproaches some bad Latin phrases, after the manner of Scannerel, to impress the Negroes with the superior attainments of their chief, he cried to the ambitious Negro, Go to the rear ranks, sursum corda. Never in the future attempt to enter the places of those who know Latin, orate fratres, or I will have you hung, bonus bona bonum. The astonished and terrified negro returned to the ranks, shamefully bowing his head in the midst of the hisses of his comrades, who were indignant at his presumption and impressed with the deep learning of their general. There was a burlesque side to this scene, which inspired me with a very high idea of Biasu's administrative capabilities. The ridiculous means he had used with so much success, Toussaint Louverture used the same bluff with the same results a little later, to repress the ambitious, always so dangerous in an army of rebels, gave me an idea of the stupidity of the Negroes and the shrewdness of their chief."